Hey, this is Mike Missanelli, and you're listening to the Feed the Embiid, the number one Sixers podcast in America. Yeah, 2-1 on his jersey, playing like he's number one. Best big in the league, and it's no debate. Who's from the haters? Point him to the exit. I guess every franchise needs its process. Every franchise needs its own process. Coming down the lane, yeah. Watch your head, yeah. We post a every game, yeah. Get your Kodak. Once he gets you under the basket, you better just pray. Hit you with the jab step, knock down, lock from Ben. Get out the way, and one. Let the fans know it. Yeah, homie, let the fans know it. Watch the trailer, the three is going in your eye. If you mess, you better get back. Cause if the bees, there won't be a putback. Keep all that trash out of the paint. Cause the bees will put it back in your face. He's a cold blooded killer, and he take no prisoners. Yeah, dump off from TJ. Call it the feed to a bee. What's going on, everybody? This is the Feed to Embiid, and I am your host, Austin Krell. The Sixers, they finally do it. They finally gave us a huge victory to live off of, to thrive off of, to be excited about, to chatter about. It wasn't just another run-of-the-mill wins against the Charlotte Hornets. It was a real exciting, pivotal, significant victory. They did a great job today against the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, just sort of not being overcome by the crowd. The, the, the Bucks have really probably the best home court in the NBA in terms of their home court advantage. And the Sixers were not perturbed by it. They played within themselves. They played their game. They didn't get discouraged. They didn't get flustered. And they came out. And they led this game by as many as 14 points. And you were looking for the Bucks to make a, a much bigger, stronger run over the course of this game. And they just never did it. They made pushes, but the Sixers, they fought back. They kept it together. They called timeouts. They they kept playing their brand of basketball. They, they, they would never let themselves get two down. They would never let themselves not respond with a run of their own when the Bucks made a run. And they built a lead. The Bucks would fight back. The Sixers would build it back up. And they played a great game. And because of that, against the Milwaukee Bucks, the 52-18 and East-leading Milwaukee Bucks, arguably the, the league's best team this season, with a 27-6 and home court advantage on the season, the Sixers, they get the W. 130-125, to 125, the final score tonight, or this, this afternoon, I should say. They game-planned, I thought, very, very, very well for the Bucks. You could point to a couple of things and say, well, they didn't have Malcolm Brogdon, or that they didn't shoot very well. The Bucks shot 53s. They made 16. That's not bad. They made two more free throws than the Sixers. And they made 43 shots to the Sixers' 47. So while they did miss a lot of threes, I mean, they they missed a lot of shots, 
They also made a lot of shots. And the Sixers credit them. They game plan. They said, okay, Giannis might beat us, but no one else is really going to get theirs on us. Because instead of thinking, okay, well, we're going to stop everyone but, you know, or we're going to stop Giannis and we're let everyone else do their thing. That's the way you lose this game because Giannis can, is, is very difficult to slow down. He's very long, very fast, pushes the pace. You're much better off game planning for a scenario where you stop everyone around him but him. And the Sixers, they did that. They did a good job of that. Miritich had two points. Chris Middleton had 19 points. Brooke Lopez had 14. Eric Bledsoe had 12. Their bench had 26. I believe the Sixers bench had uh, 24 points on, on the night. What did Giannis do? Well, Giannis, Giannis got 52 points. 52. Made three threes. Lived at the free throw line. And he got himself to 52 points, 16 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, 1 turnover. It's a damn good game for Giannis. It's a really good game for Giannis. You, you, uh, you, you tip your cap to Giannis on that one. That's, that, that's outstanding. But the Sixers did one thing really well today, despite the fact that Giannis did get his 52 points. The one thing that they did really, really, really well, I thought, The one thing I thought that he did, they did really, really well, and this has got to be a credit to Brett Brown because that's the game plan that he implemented. You, they, they made it a point to slow down Giannis and really the, the entire Milwaukee Bucks team in the full court setting, because as soon as you, as soon as you try to play the Bucks game, you try to match them with pace, you've already lost. You have no chance because they're just going to outpace you and they're going to outshoot you. Today, it was, we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that Giannis has to jump over hurdles and exhaust himself trying to get up the court. And I don't mean full-court press. I mean, make it incredibly difficult for him to ignite the fast break. And they did. They did. The Bucks also missed a lot of shots. They took a lot of shots. They missed a lot of shots. And that helped the Sixers build their lead up. But the Bucks also started making shots in the second half. And for a while, things were close. And then, in the fourth quarter, it was a showdown between Embiid and the Greek Freak. Giannis had an unbelievable third quarter. I think he had 16, 17 points, and he had 33 by the end of the third. He obviously had 19 in the fourth. I want to say Embiid had 10 to 12 in in the fourth. But I think they might have found their 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 click. They, I think they might have found how their team works. They might have figured that out. Simmons was largely ineffective today, although he did ha- he was he had a single 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 he had a single single, but he did have a near triple double nine or eight points nine rebounds nine assists. Did have three turnovers. Did have three fouls. But it's an improvement against some of the. Bigger defenders who he who have who have made his life hell in the cor- course of this season. But Tobias Harris shot four of seven at twelve points. He mostly played the role of cutter and and, and catch and shoot player. He did a good job of that. He created a little bit. 
for himself. He stepped in, knocked down a couple of deep twos off of off of a pump big and one dribble. But Jimmy Butler, back to back great games for Jimmy Buckets. He did a really, really, really fantastic job playing the point guard in in place of Ben and letting Ben work in the paint or take a break. Butler also had a closing. Had a, he had a closeout quarter in the fourth. He made a three, got a couple buckets, got it to the free throw line a ton. He finished 27 points, second highest on the Sixers. Credit to J.J. Redick, who had a really good game, too. One of the better games he's had in quite some time. 4 of 4 from the three-point line, 7 of 10 overall for 19 points. He made big shots, too. He helped the Sixers answer every Bucks run that, that they put together. And although the Bucks scored 125... And really, that's because both teams hung 40-plus in the fourth quarter. The Sixers did a phenomenal job of containing Giannis in the open court, making it difficult for him to break down the defense and kick it to a shooter. Made it really hard. And they also closed out well. They also defended shooters pretty well today. The only bone I have to pick... With anyone at all, and I'll, and again, there, you know, there's that there. I know my 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 buddy Tyrone Johnson of ninety seven five the fanatic hates this because Embiid Embiid is sensational. He is a generational talent, Hall of Famer, if he can stay healthy. But there's no denying the fact that thirteen threes from Embiid is way too many. If the Sixers lose this game, I'm, I'm looking at him and saying his shot selection is, is why they why, why they lost a close game. He shot 13 threes. That's about um, three per quarter. I think he should shoot three. I think he should shoot four per game, at most. Maybe five, six per game, at most. 13 is way too many for a guy who's who's just barely scratching the 30% mark on three-point shots. It makes no sense for this team's offense to for him to shoot the three ball, especially when it's early in the shot clock. It's inefficient usage of possession. And if he's out in the perimeter, that means that there's, a, that there's one less bigger body in the paint to box out, which makes it really hard to get offensive rebounds, which means that you're probably getting a one-and-done possession on a bad shot. If he has to take it at the end of a shot clock, okay, that's whatever. But he should not be taking these long-distance shots with 22 seconds left on the clock. He just shouldn't. It doesn't make any sense to anybody. He's seven foot two, 260. He should be burying his ass in the paint. And if it, and if it, yeah, and if the space is there, if it's the right look, okay, go for it. Shoot the three ball. Make him stretch. But there's a reason, Joel. You have to recognize this. This is the next part of your progression, and honestly, it's really simple. You can you can get this fixed in in, in a very short period of time. It's just understanding that there's a reason that they're leaving you wide open. It's because you're not a great three point shooter. So what you do? Take two dribbles in and step and step onto the free throw line for a, for a mid range jumper where you're very comfortable. He did it today. He did it today a couple times. There's no need to shoot 13 threes. And if you're not making them, it's even worse. He did make four today. His fourth, in essence, closed the deal for the Sixers. 
the, the Bucks were making a run, and they were up by four, and they hit the three to put them up seven. So, you know, great, not not, a, not great shooting from that from the distance, obviously four of thirteen, but he did have forty points, and he did have a sensational game, and they don't win that game without him. And credit to the bench, the bench held its own today. Mike Scott, not the best scoring game for him, but he made a big shot. He was hustling. They were all hustling today. They were creating the extra opportunities for themselves. And on top of that, by hustling, they were also preventing additional opportunities for the Bucks. James Ennis, I thought, gave the Sixers good minutes today. A couple of threes. Um, Boban was largely overmatched, I thought. Because they're trying to switch switch Giannis on the, switch him on to Giannis because th- that's what the Sixers were doing. They were, they were switching everything, and the Bucks were were you know Giannis was salivating at the idea of ha- of, of being guarded by Boban Marjanovic, and a lot of why Giannis had a great third quarter was because Boban had to play off him so much that he could step out and shoot threes, and he could get by Boban. And Boban was fouling him. And it was not a good scene. Those are the kind of games where you need Embiid to play 36, 37, which, which he did. He played 36 minutes tonight. Boban played 11 minutes. TJ, 4 of 10, but 3 assists, 4 rebounds. You may not love TJ all the time, but he's, he's giving you something every, every game. He's giving you his best, his best hustle, the best that he can give you out of his little body. Maybe Brett Brown could have played Jonah Bolden some tonight. Maybe he could have elected to go with a more athletic four or five when they were giving Embiid a break. Sure, it's viable. It's viable. But I think you go for the best rim protector you have against this team, which is which is when it's not Embiid, it's Boban Marjanovic. Boban doesn't have to foul. He can just put his arms straight up, and you're going to run right into his arms. You're going right to shoot right into his palms. This is, a, this is one of the two best wins for the Sixers this season, and you got to give credit to Brett Brown. You gotta. It's it's it's. You love to you love to you love to hit them when when it's when it's a loss, and now you gotta give it to them when it's a win. So I know that I'll hear from the fire Brett Brown crowd when they lose, but I guess it's the higher Brett Brown crowd when they win. I I don't know how it works. Is it the key Brett Brown crowd? I don't know. You have to tell me. But I feel really happy tonight talking about this win because this is a win that teams now put you on the map. They say, okay, the Sixers are real. Maybe they're getting it together. Maybe they're figuring things out. This is a real team. There won't be any Embiid on Tuesday against the Charlotte Hornets, but there will be an Embiid on Wednesday against the Boston Celtics. And that's, in my mind, a bigger test than this is because, let's be honest, if you watch basketball and you really watch basketball, Yes, the Bucks have the best record in the NBA. Of course they do. But I don't know if they're the best team in the conference. I really don't. Why is that? They remind me a lot of last season Sixers. A ball-dominant player who can, who can, who's big enough to play 1-3-4-5, uh, but is skilled enough that he, you know, he can play 1-3-4-5. Can't shoot, but they're surrounding him with shooters. That's Giannis. And they got a bunch of guys who are 3 and D role players. They have their Robert Covington upgrade 
in um, in Chris Middleton. They had their Dario in um, Nico Miritich. I don't know who their stretch five would be. I don't know. The Sixers didn't really have a stretch five. But you know, they have Ilya Silva. They have shooters. But they don't have any shot creators. They really they, they don't create their own shot. It's all Giannis up the middle and then kicking into the shooter in the corner. That's how they that's how they that's how they play. They shot 10 threes in the first uh, I think six, seven minutes of the first quarter. That's the mark of a three point shooting team. It's a mark of a team that just gets out in the break and sprints to the line and, and feasts waiting for the opportunity to shoot. And so now I think a, a more dangerous team is coming out. Because quite frankly, I don't think the Bucks are that great. I know that they're going to be the one seed. That they've played well all season long. I don't buy them yet. I don't. I'm more afraid of Toronto and Boston than I am of Milwaukee. And we're going to see. We're going to see really soon what the Sixers are made of because they can beat Boston. Which, by the way, they're playing Boston and Philly. They're playing Boston and Philly on Wednesday. And beat should be rested, ready to go. They should come out and whoop the Celtics because they should be tired of losing to the Celtics. And then, and then the whole conference is talking about the Sixers. The Sixers are forty-five and twenty-five now. They should win in Charlotte, no problem, because the Bucks completely just exhausted. And sorry, the uh, Hornets are completely exhausted. Kemba's hit a wall, and they're they're about to bow out. You shouldn't need Embiid on Tuesday. He comes back Wednesday. And Wednesday would be a statement win. Let's see if you can put on a show on, on your home court against the Celtics and and blow their doors off. Because I got news for you. You keep winning these games. If you play the Celtics at all in a series, you're going to have the home court advantage. So let's say you destroy them at home and, and reclaim that pride that I know this team has. But for now... Let's focus on tonight's win, and let's be happy that they got a win against the team with the best record in the Eastern Conference. If you want to talk basketball, as always, follow me on Twitter, capital A, capital K, Acrell underscore sports. Um, this is an MBN-radio podcast. This is also a, a Philly Sports Chronicle podcast. Um, quick word from our sponsor, my friends at the King Cobra, do you like shotgunning beer? Do you want to increase your shotgunning time at parties? Check out my boys at the King Cobra. The King Cobra is a shotgunning tool that makes the perfect shotgunning hole in under a second. It is also a tab puller, vent puncher, and all fits on a keychain. For more information about the King Cobra, check them out on Instagram at the King Cobra Co. That's the King Cobra Co. And Cobra is spelled with a K. For a 10% discount on all Cobra products, enter the code Trust the Cobra 10, all caps, all one word. Pick up yours today. The feed to Embiid and its name is protected by U.S. copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution without my written permission is prohibited. Copyright the feed to Embiid 2019. Again, Sixers win it tonight, or this afternoon, 130 to 125. They've improved to 45 and 25 on the season. They play one in Charlotte next on Tuesday. Embiid will rest. And they have the Celtics in town on Wednesday, and B will play. And it's going to be a war, and I can't wait. As always, thank you for tuning in. This has been the Feed to Embiid.